Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome to our Summit Church Fenton Wednesday online Bible study. And boy, that's a mouthful, isn't it? But uh, this is our weekly Bible study for Summit Church Fenton. And of course, we're doing the Wednesdays online. And of course, Sundays we're meeting in our building now. And it was good seeing everyone again last Sunday. We look forward to seeing you again this Sunday. But uh, hey, what I want to do is I want to jump right in here to uh, to this series that I've been on. Started it last week. Uh, probably go today and then probably one more session, I think. Um, but the series is on why the devil doesn't flee. Why the devil doesn't flee. Now, I would encourage you to look at our last session, my last session, part one. If you go back and watch that, if you missed last week, it will greatly help you. Uh, to better understand and follow along with what we're doing today. And those can, of course, be found at our Summit Church Fenton YouTube, Summit Church Fenton Facebook, or on our website at summitchurch.us, okay? So that's uh, why the devil doesn't flee part one, but let's get into why the devil doesn't flee part two, and we'll pick up with where we left off last week. Our, Our scripture, our key scripture for this series is found in James chapter four, verse seven, and remember, the last part of that verse says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Uh, a lot of people uh, want to grab onto that verse, but that's just half of the verse. Remember, we talked about this last week. You know, the Bible tells us to resist the devil, and he'll flee, but he'll only flee if we do the first part of that verse, which says, therefore, submit to God. Submit to God. See, if we want the devil to flee when we resist him, We're going to have to live a life submitted to God. And of course, uh, last week I gave you the definition of submission. There were several things I said about it, but I guess the one that stands out the most to me is uh, submission means a yielding of oneself to another's authority, a yielding of oneself to another's authority. And remember, I brought out last week how submission can be very, very, uh, it can cause us, it can be difficult to do. And it can cause a suffering on the flesh. You know, our, our flesh, we all, I mean, you know, we want to do it our way. We want to do things our way. Uh, we, we don't necessarily always want to do things God's way. And we certainly a lot of times don't want to do things the way someone another human being tells us to, to do them, okay? So, so uh, submission can cause a, a suffering on the flesh, okay? Of course, we're talking about, in this series, about submit submitting to good, godly authority, okay? That's what this is all about, you know, submitting to good, godly authority. Um, now, I uh, brought this out, out last week, but I want to say it again. Every Christian I've ever talked to about the subject of submission— when, when I ask them, uh, do you want to be submitted to God? Every last one of them have always answered yes. They want to be submitted to God. And, uh, you know, every Christian I've asked that to. Uh, and, and many will, will say that, you know, they are submitted to God. People will say, I'm talking Christians. They'll say, yes, I am submitted to God. Now, of course, sinners, people that don't know the Lord, you know, they don't want to be submitted to God. You know what I'm saying. But, but Christians, you know, they want to be submitted to God. And many will say, yes, I am submitted to God. 
but yet they're resisting the devil and resisting him and resisting and resisting him. And he never flees. He never goes anywhere. And why is that? Well, uh, many, and, and said this last week, want to say it again. Remember, repetition's the seed of learning. I like to do a little review each time so that I can kind of pull, pull you in, you know, in case you didn't get a chance to see last week, at least you'll have some idea where, where what we've covered. But many Christians, again, they, 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 the reason they resist the devil, you know, they'll say, yes, I'm submitted to God. They resist the devil and he, and he never flees. And why is that? It's because many Christians think they truly are submitted to God, but they really are not. They really are not. And it comes down to this. To be submitted to God, one must be submitted not only to what God says in his word, the Bible, okay? But we also must be submitted to the people that God tells us to be submitted to in his word. See, nobody really, no Christian really has trouble saying, yes, I want to be submitted to the Bible. I want to be submitted to the Bible, surely. But God in his word tells us that there are certain people that we're supposed to be submitted to. And that's where the rub comes in, okay? Nobody says, well, you know, I don't want to submit to God. No, all Christians want to do that. Yeah, I'll submit to God. But what happens when God tells us to be submitted to someone and uh, we don't want to be submitted to that person? Okay, now, you see, to not be submitted to the person God tells us to be submitted to, then we're not being ultimately submitted to God. Thus, when we resist the devil, he doesn't have to flee from us. Now, that, that's the crux of what I'm getting at here today. Yes, I'm submitted to God. But are you submitted to that person God told you to submit to? If you're not submitted to the people God tells you to be submitted to, then you're ultimately not being submitted to God's word, his Bible. Thus, you're not submitted, you know, you're not submitted to God. And then the devil doesn't have to have to flee. What I'm trying to say is people have no problem saying, yes, I'm submitted to God. But they do a lot of times have trouble submitting to a person God tells them to submit to. That's what this all comes down to. And so if you're not submitted to that person, then really you're not submitted to God. And so you can resist the devil till you're blue in the face. And he's not going to go anywhere. Okay. He's not going to flee. Now, remember, I told you last week, a safeguard in this teaching of submission so that it does not de degenerate into dictatorial rule is that the Bible tells us, and we saw this with the disciples last week, that we're supposed to obey God rather than man. So if a human being, even if somebody that God tells us to be submitted to, if they were to tell us to do something or ask us to do something that's out of line with God's written word, then we don't do it. We obey God rather than man, okay? So for a simple example, if someone that we're supposed to be submitted to tells us to go steal something, well, we wouldn't do that because the Bible says we're not supposed to steal. Okay, so so that's a, you get that. So that's a safeguard that's built in here 
because I'm not talking about somebody being the Lord and master over us and they're ruling us and running us. That's not what this, this is about. God has set up an authority structure and we're supposed to find our place in that and be submitted to the people he tells us to be submitted to. And it's really a safeguard for us. It's, it's, this is not all about, you know, somebody running our lives. If, if that's what this ever degenerates into, then it's not God. It, you know, the devil wants to run people's lives and lord it over them. Okay. God doesn't want to want to do that. This, 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 Really, this uh, teaching on submission, if it's done right and people understand it right and it's handled right, it's, it's one of the greatest safeguards and blessings that there is, okay? Now, uh, remember, I, now I want to say this. One does not find out whether or not they are submitted to God, now listen to this, until, until, until they disagree with the person God has told them to be submitted to. That's when we find out if we're really submitted to godly authority right there is through disagreement. When someone God tells us to be submitted to, when they ask us to do something, it's, it's not in violation of his word, but they ask us to do something that we disagree with. Now we're going to find out if we're really submitted to God. Okay. Because if we tell that person, well, no, we're not going to, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, then, then we're really not submitted to God. We can resist the devil all day. He won't flee. Now, I, now so that's kind of all review, but now let's get into the new material. Uh, I, you know, I think about a person that attended uh, my church many, many years ago. He's in heaven now. One of the greatest men I ever met. And uh, uh, he, 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 was, he was much older than me. Uh, kind of like, kind of like a father figure, if you will, to me. Well, really, a grandfather figure. He he was much older than me. Very wise, very good, good Christian man. Loved the Lord, and uh, he uh, he served un- under me in leadership of Summit Church. And uh, he he came to me early on when you know after I got to know him, and he was part of the church, and 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 put him in in a leadership role. And he came to me and, and listened to this. This is really good. He said, he said to me, he said, now, look, he said, I'm submitted to you as my pastor. He said, Pastor Terry, I'm submitted to you as my pastor. And uh, he said, as long as you stay inside this holy book, he said, I'm, you know what he meant by that? As long as I, as long as I stay inside the Bible, he said, Pastor Terry, as long as you stay inside the Bible, he said, I'll, I will submit to your authority. And he said, now, look, now listen to this. He said, when, when you and I are alone in private, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about, you know, a situation, whatever, whatever it is. Like if I felt I needed to move the church a certain way this way or do something this way or make a change here or a change there or whatever. He told me, he said, in private, when you and I are alone, he said, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. Now, most of the time he and I agreed on things, but there were a few times that he disagreed with what I felt we needed to do. And he told me, he said, he said, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel when we're in private. But he said, since it's not in violation of the word of God, what you want to do, he said, when we leave this office and we go out in public, he said, I'm going to support you 100%. And you know, he did, he did. And, and he, 
he would. He, we'd go out in public, you know, among the, the church, and I'd, you know, tell the people we're going to do a certain thing or whatever. And, and uh, I mean, that, that wonderful man never, he never uh, showed any, any lack of submission. Now, he, he told me what he thought. But when we went out in public, and even, and even, you know, uh, you know, just even when he'd be, you know, how, how do I say this? When, when, when he would talk with people, you know, when I wasn't around, I, I just knew it. I mean, and, and I don't know how else to say it, but he, let me put it this way. When I wasn't around and people would, would question him about certain decisions I, I would make, he, he would say, look, I'm submitted to Pastor Terry. This is the way he said we're going to go. And this is the way I'm going to go. We're going to, you know, and he didn't, he, he didn't even disagree with me behind my back. But he'd tell me right to my face privately what he thought. Now, I respect a man like that. I can live with that. Okay, that's a, that's a good thing. Okay, so I hope I made my point. That's kind of what submission, the point I was trying to make is that's kind of what submission is all about. Okay, I mean, he, he, we disagreed privately. He told me what he thought. But when we, we stepped out publicly, he was submitted to my authority. And I, and I appreciated that. I, I really, really, really did. So that's kind of an example how this, this works, okay? He didn't disagree. Uh, he didn't agree with me on everything. But where there were those points of disagreement, he submitted himself. And uh, a great man, just a wonderful, wonderful man. Now, let's look here in the Bible at some of the people that God tells us to submit to, okay? Let's go, first of all, there's several people, groups of people, whatever, that God tells us we're supposed to be submitted to. And this will help you as much as anything. Let's go here to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Let me read these here, New King James Version. And we're going to look at several groups of people over the, today and then next week that we're supposed to be submitted to, okay? First of all, uh, the younger needs to be submitted to the elder. Now, look here at 1 Peter 5, verses 1 through 9, we're, but we're going to see some other things in here, too, that'll be helpful. Paul, uh, Peter, the Apostle Peter, writes here by the Holy Spirit, and he says, The elders who are among you, I exhort, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, he says, shepherd the flock of God which is among you. So he's talking to the pastors here. He says, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those who entrusted you. Oh, I'm sorry. Nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, uh, but being examples to the flock. We're going to come back and pick that verse up in a little bit here, but let's go to verse four. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Verse five, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Now, right here, certainly younger folk ought to be submissive and show respect to elder, people that are older than them. But here he also says something that often gets overlooked. He says that all of us are supposed to be submissive one to another. So really, the subject of submission isn't really all about one person being the Lord and master. 
are, are, are a couple of people getting to be the Lord and master. Really, this is all about humility. And this, is, this, this subject of submission to authority is all about being submissive or respecting, yielding to one another, okay? But here we get uh, that the younger should be submitted to the elder. And most folk know that, but the Bible says it. He goes on in verse five, he says, be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Notice what, what, what is said here about humility. You see, a submitted person is a humble person. It takes humility to be submissive. And, uh, and conversely, an unsubmitted person is a rebellious person. And they have a rebellious heart. And, you know, uh, if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. Pride and rebellion, they go hand in glove. They're like first cousins, if you will. I, I, in fact, closer than that. Pride and rebellion are fraternal twins, not identical twins. They're not identical. They're, they're different from one another. But I tell you what, pride and rebellion are fraternal twins. Okay? They go hand in glove, side by side. You show me somebody that's prideful, I'll show you somebody that's rebellious, you know, and so forth. And so you show me somebody that's rebellious, of course, they're prideful, okay? And 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 uh, uh, pride and rebellion does not exist in a submitted, humble heart. Now, having said that, uh, let's continue on. Now, now watch this. This is so interesting. Remember our opening verse, James four seven. Uh, yes, it says, "Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee." Now, watch this here in First Peter chapter five. We've been He's been talking to us. Peter's been talking to us about submission. But now look in verse eight, what he says. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, see, steadfast in the faith, and so forth. See, that principle, there it is again. That principle of James chapter four, verse seven. See, Peter writes to us. The Holy Spirit through Peter writes to us about, you know, uh, and to these folks that he's talking to, these pastors, and it applies to all of us. He talks to talks about being submitted. He talks about being submitted to godly authority first. Then he says, resist the devil steadfast in the faith. You see that principle? You submit first to God, then you resist the devil and he'll flee. So James showed that to us. Peter now showed us the same thing, and we're going to see as we move along, Paul tells us the exact same thing. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. So uh, so here we see from 1 Peter that the younger should be submitted to the elder, and we're supposed to have a submissive heart to one another. But now go over to the book of Ephesians, and, and having said what I just said about submitting to God, resisting the devil, as you're turning to the book of Ephesians chapter 5, I think it should be noted. And if you're taking notes, write this down and put some highlights on it. Now, you've heard about the armor of God. Okay? And I've, I taught on it not long ago, the armor of God, which, which God has given us 
you know, and we can resist the devil with that armor. Now, listen to this. It's interesting that before the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus about that armor of God, which is used to resist the devil, he first taught the church in Ephesus. He first taught the church in Ephesus about submission, which we're, we're going to read about that right now. So it's interesting. James said, submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee. Peter just said the same thing. And then Paul teaches the church about being submissive. And then he talks about the armor of God, which is used to resist the devil. So you see, there's that principle again, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. So what have we learned? We're supposed, a younger supposed to be submitted to the elder. We're supposed to have a submissive heart one to another. But then look here at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Here it is again. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. See, that, they see that often gets overlooked in this, in this teaching on submission to authority, is that you know, you, sometimes it comes across or people are left with this feeling in their mouth is that there's a few, you know, people that, that get all the power and the rest of us just have to kowtow down to them. That's not what this is all about. As I already said, I'll say it again. We're supposed to have a submissive heart one to another. Okay. And now, so, so the elder's supposed to be submitted, uh, uh, the younger rather, sorry, the younger supposed to be submitted to the elder. We're supposed to have a submissive heart one to another. Then the next thing that comes up is wives being submitted to their husbands. Now that's a big, now that's a big issue right there. Okay. That's a big subject. And, but but let me say this. It's interesting that before Paul talks about wives being submitted to their husbands, he first says in Ephesians 5 21 about being submitted one to another. So, you know, because this wife being submitted to the husband uh, issue, it, it, it causes, causes lots of problems, okay? But uh, the way I'm going to handle it, I think you'll see that if we start out like the Apostle Paul did, where, you know, the, the wife is supposed to be submitted to her husband, but he starts out by first saying we're supposed to be submitted to one another, have be humble towards one another, have respect for one another, that's a good tone to start with before you teach about wives being submitted to their husbands. Also, the Bible has much to say about what a husband is supposed to be like, what a husband is supposed to be like uh, before a wife should be submitted to her husband. Now, it's such a big issue, husbands and wives, that I'm going to hold that off till next week because it's so important, I'm going to give basically the whole session next week to the subject of husbands and wives. Okay, it's so important. I'm going to hold it off till next week and give a full session pretty much to that subject. Okay, so that being said, let's move along here now and, uh, and, and, and pick up with uh, Ephesians 6 verse 1. So husbands and wives, so important, so big, big issue, important going to give a whole session to it next week. I got a lot to share about that, you know, about what a husband's supposed to be like, what a wife's supposed to be like. And uh, I think it'll be helpful to you. So next week, okay, on that. But let's continue on here with some other people God tells us to be submitted to. 
Ephesians 6 verse 1 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And so you can see here that children are supposed to be submissive to their parents. Okay. And uh, I mean, we all pretty well know that, but uh, it's something that needs to be reiterated. And, uh, uh, you know, he says, obey your parents in the Lord. Uh, I guess I could say with that, you know, obviously it goes, it goes with along with all of this. If, if I don't care if it, if it's a husband asking a wife to do something that that's out of line with the word of God or a, or a parent asking a child to do something that's out of line with the word of God, or if a government official asks someone to do something out of line with the word of God, we should never do anything that's out of line with the, with the word of God. Okay. But children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So obey means to submit. Okay. And so we find out children should be submitted to their parents. Now go to Ephesians, well, you're in Ephesians 6, 1, now in verse 5, Ephesians 6, 5, it says as bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. Well, now in the time we live in, maybe a better way to read this more appropriate way perhaps would be employees. Be obedient or be submissive to those who are your employers with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is uh, uh, here, it says slave or free, but, but this is talking, I, I think we could apl- uh, apply this better in our time to employees and employers. And then he says, and you masters, we could say this, and you employers do the same things to them, to your employees, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master, who is Jesus, is also in heaven and there's no partiality with him. So we see that uh, uh, an employee should be uh, submitted to their employer, okay? And that the employer, you know, we should be submitted one to another. The, the employer should be respectful and kind and nice to the employee, you know? And I tell you what, I, I've never really found an employee yet that that had trouble being submitted to their employer if their employer was reasonable and kind and nice, Nothing wrong with the employer having certain, you know, guidelines, rules, and so forth, as long as they're fair and all. You know, an employee wouldn't shouldn't shouldn't have trouble being submitted uh, to their employer if their employer has a good right heart about them. And listen, if you're working for somebody and you take that job that they've offered you, they've given you, you know, there it's there's without question. That there's going to be some things as you work for someone that that they're going to ask you to do that you disagree with, okay? And uh, that's when we find out if you're submitted to godly authority. And when you if you disagree with what they're asking you to do, as long as it doesn't violate the Bible, you disagree with it, but you do it. Anyway, because they ask you, or even if they told you to do it, then you're being submitted to them. Thus, you're being submitted to God. And thus, the devil will flee from you when you resist him. 
I remember when I, I used to be a math teacher, I taught junior high, uh, junior high school, high school, and college. I like teaching college better than junior high school. Okay. But I was a math teacher. And uh, uh, I remember when I got the one junior high, high job, the, uh, the, uh, and, and there was a high school involved also. It, it, I taught them both. But anyway, the principal came in and he came in and he said, I know that you're going to be starting a church. I know that you're a minister of the gospel. And he said, but uh, he said, Mr. Shield, you, you can't be preaching to your students. All right. Now, that's what the boss said. You can't be preaching to your students. Now, I had a decision to make there. Now, I took, I took the job, and I had to follow. I had to be submissive to what that principal was, was asking, even telling me to do. Okay? And I found out I, I, I was submissive to, to the principal. Thus, I was submissive to God. I did tell him this, though. I did say this. I did say, look. I said, I will not preach the gospel while I'm in here teaching. I'm supposed to teach math. But I also said, now, if any of these kids ask me, you know, about my faith in Jesus, I'm going to tell them. And he said, Mr. Sheil, that's, that's fair enough. And, you know, it all worked out great. And the time I was there, you know, until we were able to go into ministry full time, uh, I never had any issues, and, and, and some kids did ask me. Um, they did ask me about my faith, and I was able to share it with them, tell them that Jesus is Lord. It, it's good, okay? So th that's something that I, that I had to deal with. Um, I remember when I was much younger, I took a job at, at the go uh, golf course. I worked uh, in the pro shop and giving out sodas and renting golf carts and taking green fees, that sort of thing. And uh, people would come in to, to rent a golf cart or pay their green fee, and I'd just start preaching Jesus to them. <laughs> I, I did. I was telling everybody, everybody about the Lord. And, and uh, so the owner of the uh, – they were good people. They were good people. But, but uh, the owner got with the golf pro who was my, my boss, great man, all good people. And he, the golf pro pulled me aside, and he said, you know, Said so he said the powers that be, you know, don't want you to do that. And I said, well, well bless God, I'm, I'm going to preach Jesus to anybody I want to preach him to. And the golf pro said, well, you're going to have to go preach him somewhere else because you can't do it from here. And I mean, look, this is all about authority. And so I learned real quick that I was going to get fired if I. So I followed their rules. And uh, I found out later when I learned more about the Bible, I was really operating in line with the Bible. And, and so I didn't, I didn't preach Jesus from behind the counter, but I sure preached him out on the golf course and other places and, and uh, told a lot of people about the Lord. But see, when I was under their authority, I had to follow what they wanted, wanted done. Okay. Okay. So they was just trying to give you some, some things where I've dealt with, with, with having to be submitted and, uh, Hopefully that was helpful to you. So employees should be in, should be submitted to their employers. Don't be grumbling and complaining about the people you work for. Just be glad you got a job, okay? And pray for them. 
So employees should be submitted to their employers and employers. Hey, if you're an employer, employer out there, you know, don't treat your employees the way Scrooge treated Bob Cratchit. Okay. You be nice to your employees and be kind to them and, 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 and treat them just like they were Jesus. And I tell you what, they'll respond to that and they'll be better employees for you. Okay. So Good advice here, I think, to employees and employers. Now here's Romans 13, verse 1. Romans 13, verse 1. Let's see who else we're supposed to submit to. Um, Governmental authority. Romans 13, verse 1. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. You'll find this again in in the book of Titus, chapter 3. I think it's verse 1. Verses 1 and 2, something something like that. Titus 3. Well, here. Everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished for the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what's right and they'll honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you're doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid for they have power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who are doing what is wrong. So you must submit to them. Not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. I'm just reading from the Bible. Pay your taxes too. That's what the Bible says. For these same reasons. For government workers need to be paid. They're serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Now, that's what the Bible says we're we're supposed to do. And uh, uh, really, you know, think about this. When you pay your taxes... You know, a lot of people grumble and complain when the tax bills come. (laughs) My wife tells me I get I get grumpy sometimes around the middle or first part of December when I get those St. Louis County tax bills. I just I have a couple of days a little bit grumpy. But I've had to learn. Remember, submission is can be suffering on the flesh. And uh but uh, I have to realize that when you pay your taxes, you're really, uh, you might as well, I might as well have a good attitude because I got to pay them anyway. But when you pay your taxes, you're really being submitted to the, to the government authorities, of course, and really you're being ultimately submitted to God. Therefore, when you resist the devil, he'll flee. So we think about it that way, you know, we can be joyful when we pay our taxes. Well, Think about that. But um, but we're supposed to be submitted to governmental authorities. Again, the safeguard is, is if the governmental authorities ask us to do something that is out of line with the word of God, then we, we obey God rather than man. We saw that the disciples did that last week with, uh, we saw that last week. They didn't do it last week. They did it 2,000 years ago, but we read about it last week. And uh, it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was governmental authority, but it was, it was religious order and structure of that day. But uh, they told them not to preach in the name of Jesus and the disciples did it anyway. And they wound up in prison and the 
angels, uh, angel released them from prison and they went out and kept, kept uh, preaching in the name of Jesus. You see, you see, uh, uh, they were supposed to be preaching in the name of Jesus. God wanted them to be doing that. The angel told them to go out, keep doing it, even though the authorities said, don't do it. See, that's a situation. You see, like on the golf course a while ago, when I was standing behind their their little desk there, their little counter, I followed their authority. Okay. But once I got outside of that, I went, I, I probably told more people about Jesus on that golf course than I, than I ever could have standing just behind that little counter. You know, you see what I'm saying? Or when I taught school, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't preach Jesus to the little kids when I was standing behind the desk, but I got to share Jesus with a whole bunch of those kids, you know, when, when I wasn't under that, that authority structure uh, of the school district, you see. So here, like last week, the, the disciples were, they, they were threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus, you know, out there on the streets. And, and, and they did it anyway. They wound up in jail. The angel released them and said, go keep doing it. See, we ought to obey God rather than man. But, you know, a good example here, and I know I've talked about this before, but I think it bears repetition and is very relevant right here is, uh, you know, like shutting down the church for what was it? 10 Sundays, you know, do I do that or do I not? So I had to look around and I noticed like with this coronavirus thing and I had, and I noticed, you know, they're not just picking on me. They're not just picking on the church. They were, they shut down the, 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 all the sports, you know, they, they shut down the bars. They shut down Las Vegas, for goodness sakes. They're shutting everything down. Now, if they were only going to shut the church down and everything else stayed open, now we're going to not, we're going to obey God rather than man. But I decided we need to, we need to be submitted to the governmental authorities. It was for our own good. They didn't want us to get sick. Okay. So we were ultimately being submitted to governmental authorities. Now, as they open things back up, they've asked us to do it, you know, in a, in a, in a, uh, 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 in a slow way, you know, with certain stages and whatnot. And, and we, we've been obedient to that and like wearing masks. That's kind of the big thing right now, you know, to, to you know, like Shakespeare said to be or not to be, you know, kind of now it's to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. That is the question, you know, uh, you know, uh, like at our church. The government has asked that that the volunteers wear a mask. They've asked the same thing of, of the restaurants and whatnot. They've asked for social distancing at church. They've asked it for the, uh, uh, you know, the restaurants and whatnot. They're asking us to do the same things that they're asking the, the businesses. They're not asking us to do anything that, that they're not asking the other people to do. And so... The, 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 the volunteers at church, we've asked them to wear a mask when they're interacting with people. But folks that are coming that are not volunteers, according to the governmental guidelines, they, they don't have to wear a mask. You can wear a mask or not to wear a mask. What, you know, if you're a volunteer, you, you have to. But if you're not, you don't have to. But here's the thing. You know, if I said, well, bless God, I'm not going to wear a mask no matter what. You know, well. Am I being submitted to governmental authority? How bad do I want the devil to flee? So I made a decision. The government's asking me to do this. It seems reasonable enough. 
It doesn't violate, you know, I don't find in the Bible where it says thou shalt not wear a mask. So it's not violating the word of God. Short period of time. And I think these rules will get lighter as we go. You know, I, I trust that they will. So, you know, I'm, I, and I go in there. I wear a mask when I go into church. I take it off when I preach, put it back on. I'm trying to follow the rules. Our volunteers do the same. Some folks wear a mask, you know, who aren't volunteers. Some don't. And I've told the church, I've, I told everybody, you know, do, do what you feel comfortable with, but we're going to follow, you know, the, 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 the volunteers and whatnot. We're going to follow the guidelines. See, I don't see anything unreasonable in any of that. And so by us doing that, we're being submitted to God's holy word. I just read it to you out of Romans 13, being submitted to governmental authority. And thus we're being submitted to God. Now, if the government asks us to do something that is out of line with the word of God, like, for example, if they said, we're opening everything back up, but Pastor Terry you know, the sports are going to open up. Uh, Las Vegas is going to open up. Everything's going to open up. But you have to stay shut down. Well, guess what? Now we're going to open up too. Period. If they put me in jail, then they put me in jail on that one. Okay? But uh, but everything they're asking us, us to do is reasonable. And, and so we've submitted. And guess what? When the devil rears his ugly head, we can resist him and he'll flee. You know, like right now, the way we're doing prayer, you know, normally we'll have people that want to come up into the altar. They can come up after the service and we pray for them. You know, we have altar workers that pray and so forth. But the government has asked us for a short period of time to not congregate people in the altar So I've decided to be submissive to that. We haven't shut down prayer. We, we, you know, if you're out there, you need prayer. If you come to the church service, you need prayer. Well, we're not praying in, in the altar right now. But we, just for the time being, we're doing it a different way. You know, you let us know with an email or a phone call or a text or something like that. And we pray. It's just as powerful, just as effective. Okay, and the time will come, hopefully shortly, where we'll be able to congregate back in the altar. But people might say, well, you know, if you really had faith, you know, you'd keep that altar open and bless God, people come up, you'd resist the devil and he'd flee. Now, wait a minute. Now, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Now, just, just hold on with what you just said. You know, if you really had faith, you'd keep that altar open and and, and now we hadn't shut down prayer. We just shut down the, the avenue, the way we're doing it for a short time. But people say, well, if you really had faith, you stand up there and you resist the devil and he'd flee. You don't shut that altar down. The government asked us to shut it down reasonably for a short time. So watch this. I can take the attitude. Bless God. I'm not going to shut the altar down. Okay, so I'm not being submitted to what the government has asked me to do in a reasonable way. And so now people come up for prayer. 
And I resist the devil and the devil doesn't have to go anywhere. But I can be submissive to governmental authority, thus being submissive to godly authority. I can continue to have prayer. We just don't congregate in the altar for a short time. We'll get back to it as soon as we can. But when we pray using these other avenues, guess what's going to happen when we, when we resist the devil? He's going to flee. Now, I said a mouthful there, didn't I? Now, if the government said you never, you can never open that altar up ever again, or it's going to be six years before you can alter, open it back up, or some crazy thing like that, well, no, we're not going to follow that. But reasonable things, I want the devil to flee when I resist him. So I'm going to do my best not just to be submitted to God's word, you know, which everybody wants to be, but I'm going to be submitted to the people that God tells me to be submitted to in his word. I'll close with this. Many years ago, I don't know, about, uh, I'm going to say probably 23 years ago, I was much younger, maybe 24 years ago, I don't know, but I was much younger. I'm 56 now, so you do the math, but I was much younger. And uh, I had had a decision to make. And uh, the, uh, uh, the organization that our church is, it's been so long ago that, you know, I could share the story. I won't give any specifics, but just generally, this will help you. But uh, we had a situation. I made a certain decision and the, the uh, powers that be and the association that we're, the, the organization that we're associated with and that we're submitted to uh, asked me not to do a certain thing. You know, concerning a decision I, I made to do something in, in our church, they asked me not, not to do it. And I wanted to do it. And they asked me not to do it. But I wanted to do it. Now, what I, what I wanted to do, it wasn't, you know, a direct violation of the word of God directly. And, but it was something that they had asked me not to do it. I wanted to do it. So guess what? I did it anyway. I was wrong. And uh, I should have listened to them. Because the thing it, that I did, it, it, it didn't work out. It never worked out. It was, it was tumultuous. And it, it, just, it just, I won't go, go into all the details, but it just didn't work out. And, and, and it, 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 it hindered me some and hindered our church some until that was squared up and until it all got, you know, I finally submitted to what they told me to do and, uh, and then got the thing. I repented, got things squared away. Things went better. So, you know, we've all, we've all been through these things. I think where we've had to submit uh, to godly authority We've all been through these places of disagreement where we disagree. But ultimately, you know, we need to find out who we're supposed to be submitted to. 
and then be submitted. To, and, you know, if God wants you to be submitted to somebody, you want to be submitted to that person, right? You know, we want to be submitted to good, godly leadership, right? Because we want the devil to flee when we resist him. So, look, I'm going to unhook here, but I want to say this. We're going to pick up next week, and I've got, I've got two major areas to go over with you yet. And we'll, I believe we'll be able to cover them next week. We'll just see how it goes. But I don't want to rush it. But we've talked about these different areas today of people who are supposed to be submitted to. But next week, I'm going to get to two, two of the, I mean, two of the big guns, two of the big ones. And it's being submitted to spiritual authority. And then the husband-wife issue, as I told you a while ago that I was going to save that for last. Because uh, the, the, the being submitted to your spiritual uh, 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 leaders is so important. That's a big issue. going to pick up with that next week. And then after that, we'll conclude with husbands and wives, which is probably the biggest one of all, the biggest area issue of all that we need to talk about as it pertains to submission and authority, okay? And I, I believe I'll share some things with you about being submitted to spiritual leaders that I think will really help you, some things I went through and observed in my life and uh, things I've learned and sharing, of course, first and foremostly from the Bible. I think I have some things that can really help you. And then when I get to uh, the husbands and wives, I think I have some things equally that I, uh, that, you know, that I can help you with, be helpful to you. I think we'll, I think you'll see it's a very fair and balanced approach to this subject. Okay. So uh, thanks for being with me today. And uh, hey, we'll see you this Sunday when we'll continue teaching on the blessing of the Lord. And then we'll pick up right here again next week and we'll continue with with what I said, submission to uh, spiritual leaders and uh, and to uh, husbands and wives, okay? Hey, God bless you, and uh, we will see you very soon, okay? Hey, enjoy the weather out there. It's supposed to be real pretty the rest of this week, I think. So, hey, God bless you. Bye-bye.